Hello everybody and welcome to the channel. I'm Yang and today we are going to take a look at Cruella. And as always, spoiler warning, so if you haven't watched this movie, go watch it first and then come back to this video. Mm, you'll get much more out of this video if you've already seen the movie, right? Because we're going to go into detail about how... I would say the challenges of doing a movie like this. Uh, I'm not gonna bash it because I think it's a challenge to do something like this, and it's a, I think it's a very interesting discussion to have for writers. You know, like how do we balance something that the studio wants, something that is inherently really hard to do, and also what the audience wants. All right, guys. So if that sounds good to you, then stick around and uh, let's get it going. So I think most people born in the '80s or I guess early '90s you know, probably don't like the way Disney has been going about things the last decade. I, for one, am not a fan of the live action remakes. I think they don't bring anything new to the original or the story or the IP or whatever. I think, I don't want to say it's a cash grab, but it's definitely a cash in on the stuff they already have. I would like Disney to do more original content original movies, but you know, I, I get it. Like with the risk that goes into making a movie and then marketing it, I it's not, you know, it's hard. And they have all of these like, you know, IPs that are sitting there, uh, not dormant, but you know, they're there to be used and them using it and capitalizing on these IPs that they already have makes sense from a business point of view. So I can't really knock them for that. But having said that, I don't actually think Cruella falls into the live action remake cash in that I think a lot of people initially would think it is. On the surface, it definitely seems like that, right? They're just taking, this is like, they're going to the vault and be like, okay guys, like what other characters haven't we exploited? What other angles are there that allows us to put in the least effort and reap the most rewards. But Cruella is not really like that. It's more like Maleficent, right? Is that how you say it? Like Maleficent, I think. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so it's more like that or something like Wicked, you know, where we're taking a look at is like an origin story of a villain. The immediate challenge of a story like this is how do you make a villain empathetic or sympathetic when most of the audience, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say half of the audience knows that Cruella as a character is a villain. But again, I guess a lot of like younger audiences might not know who Cruella is and uh, that might be okay. But I think for a lot of people, you know, Disney's banking on a lot of people knowing who this person is because that's like the marketing angle, right? The story of Cruella is quite simple. It's about this girl named Estella, played by Emma Stone, who wants to be a fashion designer in the 60s in London. And But when she was a young girl, her mother was killed by these dogs. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop it right here, guys. Like, okay, this is... <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna try to get through the whole like uh, synopsis before going into the story but it's just like I couldn't believe it guys like I'm just be honest with you like I was thinking like when I was watching this movie like before the movie started I was like okay if Cruella is going to be the protagonist of this movie right and her whole thing is making coats out of dogs or Dalmatians 
how are they gonna justify this? Like, how are are we gonna actually see Cruella kill some dogs in this movie? I'm be honest with you guys. If this movie had the balls to have their protagonist kill dogs in the story to make coats, I would have been like Disney. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go. <laughs> but I didn't believe for one second they were gonna have their protagonist kill animals to make coats for you know and have the audience be on board with it. You know. But again, that sort of thing, right? Like that's Cruella's thing, making coats out of Dalmatians. So I was thinking like, okay. How are they gonna justify this? Like, how are we? What kind of angle are they gonna give us to be like, yeah, you know, her killing Dalmatians is actually like a real legit thing. So I couldn't believe in the beginning of the movie when her mom is killed by a pack of Dalmatians. I think my mind must have. I want. I don't want to say blown. I think it just went into like disbelief. I could. I just couldn't. I could believe it because, like, it's so simple in that, like, oh, uh, Dalmatians kill my mom. My mom supports me and loves me, in, you know, in everything I do. So when I grow up and be a fashion designer, I'm gonna take revenge on these dogs by turning them into coats. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, like this. On the surface, it's it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. But I was like, guys, like you have all the talent and money in the world, right? You have you can get the best writers in the room to figure this out, right? And then the most the best thing you can come up with is dogs kill my mom. I love my mom, so I'm gonna kill dogs. Anyways, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into more of this later on, but just okay, so. Sure, her mom dies. She gets taken in by a couple of thieves, and then she becomes a thief. And when she grows up, she wants to be a fashion designer, but she has to go up against the Baroness, played by Emma Thompson. And the whole story is about her battling it out with the Baroness uh, to becoming the,、uh, I guess, the fashion queen of London, as it were. And then also unraveling the mystery of her mother's death. Turns out that the Baroness is actually Emma's mother, a la Star Wars, and then her mother was her adopted mother, whatever. So that's why、uh, her mother, her adopted mother, was really worried about Estella becoming crazy because she knew that her real mother, the Baroness, is a sociopath. Okay, last thing before we get into the story is that this movie is actually pretty fun. Like if you're Thinking about watching this movie, where you're not sure about this movie, where you're after watching it, you're like, man, I had a really good time watching this movie. You are not alone. I had a great time watching this movie, and it was all because of Emma Stone. Like, let's be honest here, guys. Like, this movie lives and dies with Emma Stone. Like, she is so good as Estella Cruella. I think what it is is that Emma Stone. Started out as a、uh, comedic actor, right? Like she was in Superbad, Easy A, you know these comedic roles. So she、uh, had a comedic upbringing, but then she branched out, did much more dramatic work, you know, for the last like decade, you know, won a whole bunch of stuff, and then now she's coming back and she's bringing everything she learned along her ten-year journey, branching out. But she's coming back to a comedic role, like the role, like Estella Cruella. The role is very comedic.、And、I think Emma Stone pulls it off so well because it's not a pure comedy role. 
requires a lot of you know acting like fundamental acting but she's also able to infuse everything she's learned over the last 10 years with her comedic roots to great effect like she's so funny so lovable but also very nuanced and like yeah that has that psychotic edge to her character and that's what Cruella is like she plays the perfect Cruella like when I picture Cruella now I just think of her you know the supporting cast is pretty good as well especially John McCree who plays like this character named Artie who's this like cross-dressing designer slash store owner slash like martial artist absolutely bonkers but great character fun to watch super funny plays off of uh emma stone wonderfully so those these two people like you know were the highlights of this movie and they're the reasons why this movie is you know the way it is like that it's uh, i think pretty well pretty pretty well received i don't know and now we get into the critique of the story i think the biggest problem um well i guess the biggest missed opportunity for Cruella this movie is that we don't actually see her struggling with her Cruella Estella inner conflict right so the plot at the plot level this movie is super simple it's about her wanting to become a fashion designer and she needs to one up or upstage the Baroness to do that so it's like this fashion war right which is fun which is great um, but the real emotional conflict should have been about uh, Cruella and Estella inner conflict like she has been suppressing her wild side like she has been suppressing Cruella ever since at a young age because her mother told her to keep it down you know like you gotta be nice you know you can't let her let your wild side out and all that stuff right so but we never see it like we never see her struggling with this inner conflict right so in movies like this whether the inner demon is actually like the real demon like you know like, like in Naruto uh, or if it's a split personality movie like uh, Fight Club, we should see the personalities where the character fighting with this demon, right? Like we should see that. That's the main thing. And I never saw Estella and Cruella fighting amongst each other. Like she never really struggles with this inner conflict. Like to achieve her goals in the fashion world, she straight out lets out Cruella like she has no qualms about it she doesn't really think about like oh what am I doing I'm hurting the people that I love you know I'm causing all of this chaos is that good is that bad am I losing my soul what would my mom think the only bits of this conflict is expressed through her like friends slash henchmen um, the two guys who are like hey you know I don't really like Cruella I think she's taking over Estella I'm not about this and whatever like that's it like but that's not enough like we need to see Estella and Cruella duel it out like within the character within Emma Stone's like character or persona you know and this speaks to what I want to talk about the most today is the idea of this tragic comedy struggle this paradox of like needing to tell a tragedy but having it to be a comedy because of marketing and uh, I guess audience uh, desires what I mean by this is that if we think about it logically an origin story of a villain should be a tragedy because the villain in the first movie is a tragic hero right like that's what all villains are they're tragic heroes like a character that has fallen from grace like most villains are like that like more most uh 
well-crafted villains were once you know glorious once good and then they took a wrong turn when they made a wrong decision and now they're a tragic hero so if we're going to do a origin story of a tragic hero then we should see them fall from grace we should see them become the tragic hero right so that's what the story should have been about right it should have been about this young ambitious talented girl named estella uh who in the pursuit of revenge and glory sacrifices her soul and lets the demon out right and then the demon consumes her and then thus she becomes Corella. but the problem with this is that we need to see this downfall right and if we want to see this downfall then there's no way this movie can have a happy ending so as writers what can we do to compensate for this paradox like how do we solve it I mean, unfortunately, it's really not um, solvable. It's very hard. Like, the only way to actually do it properly is just to do a tragedy. But then the market or the studio don't really want a tragedy. Like, no one wants to watch a downer, right? Like, especially with what's going on in the world. Everyone wants to just have fun. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to leave the theater happy. You know, no one wants to watch this, like, lovable woman like become a monster like I guess I mean I do but I guess most people don't want to I guess like for the studio at least they're like no guys we can't have a tragedy we can't have a downer we need to have be happy endings happy endings right as writers what can we do to solve this paradox like there's actually no real way of solving a paradox like what I would suggest is just to say like okay you gotta know the situation and then just do your best so what does Corella do about this problem how does it solve this paradox well i mean it doesn't solve it but it doesn't do very much with it, it doesn't just doesn't touch it like you know and i think it gets away with it because the overall the package is just so entertaining because of emma stone because of john mccree because of the world and all that stuff so just quickly explaining the difference between a tragedy and a comedy that is like a tragic ending and a happy ending it's basically based around the protagonist getting their happiness object so there is an object usually it's a person that the protagonist needs to get with or or needs to obtain in order to achieve happiness thus giving the story a happy ending this object is usually like a person uh, but can be like a job or it could be like self-respect or like an emotion whatever the key is whatever this object is has to represent the message or the theme of the movie, right? So if the theme of the movie is like, uh, you know, chase your dreams or like stuff like that, right? So then this object needs to represent that. That's why this object is usually a person because the person can straight up be like, hey, you protagonist should uh, chase your dreams. You should go after your dreams, right? So then the audience understands subconsciously that if protagonist gets with this object that represents their happiness chase your dreams then they will achieve happiness so the movie being a tragic ending or a happy ending hinges on whether the protagonist gets this object of happiness so back to Cruella basically what they did is not give Cruella a object of happiness like there is nothing in there that we understand like okay if she gets this object, whether it's a person or a thing, she will be happy. You know, for straight up tragedies like Seven or uh, Brokeback Mountain, like the object of happiness is very, very defined. Like you know exactly what it is, right? And they don't get it in the end. The happiness object disappears before they can obtain it, thus creating a tragic ending. So 
what Cruella does is that they don't give her a happiness object. Like, there's nothing in the story that she can pursue that will bring her happiness. Like, happiness is not a thing for her. She doesn't want happiness. So the result of this is that this movie doesn't have a theme. Like, Cruella doesn't have any sort of message, it doesn't have a theme, doesn't have any sort of deeper emotional impact on the audience. And overall, I think that's okay, I guess. Emma Stone is so fun to watch. I think her watching her be Cruella is uh, enough. I would gladly pay to watch her in this role just to watch her be Cruella for two hours or however long this movie was. But because this movie doesn't have a theme or a message, because that message will be tragic, <laughs> there's no substance uh, in this movie. Like, there's nothing that will like you'll, you'll think about this like later on. Like you'll watch it, enjoy it, leave the theater, go home, and you feel pretty okay. Like, you won't, it won't stay with you, right? And I guess that's okay. I guess movies these days don't all have to be, like, hard-hitting or emotional, right? I think people will gladly pay money just to be entertained for two hours and then forget about it. I think that's totally fine. I think the biggest takeaway in this video for writers is to understand what it means to be a professional. Yeah, like, uh, we want to be uh, great writers, we want to do the best work, we want to tell the best story possible. But at the end of the day, this is a product and we have employers and we have the audience to think about, right? So I would say that if you ever are in a situation where you know the story needs to be a tragedy, but everyone wants a comedy, then you just kind of just got to do your best. Think about Cruella, think about what they did. Um, yeah, your mood, your story might not be, you know, as uh, emotional or impactful as you will want it. But hey, you know, I think if you can get the job, A, that's already, you know, super good. And if your movie gets someone like Emma Stone in it, then it's going to be great. All right, guys, if you like this podcast, please give it a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll super appreciate it. And I'll see you guys in the next one.